what does pop culture have to do with faith? You might not be making the connections right now, but today, my guest Mary Carver and I are helping you see God right in the middle of pop culture. We talk about how God speaks through creatives and culture, how to discern between truth and experiences, and her top recommendations right now. This is a really fun episode that will hopefully get you thinking the next time you want to pop the popcorn for that new movie. Here we go. Welcome to episode number 42 of the Faith School Podcast. This podcast is for women of faith who are ready to put their faith into action in every area of their life and to claim the name of Kingdom Builder. This practical podcast is not just a list of how-tos, but is here to prompt you to take action and adopt the Kingdom way of life, surrender to a holy God. My name is Leah, and I'm joining you in the messy middle of a surrendered faith. Come on in, take a seat, class is now in session. those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. And to my old faithfuls, welcome back. You may not know this about me, but I actually really love pop culture, especially movies. I love deep diving on movies and origin stories, actor journeys, director choices, and creativity and storylines. You can ask Caleb anytime that we're watching a new movie. I like I'm pulling out my phone and flying through Google searches to get the dirt. So to say that I was excited to have this topic on the show is possibly a bit of an understatement because I could actually talk pop culture with anyone. My guest today writes and speaks with humor and honesty, encouraging women with truth found in unexpected places. She hosts a podcast about pop culture and faith and is a regular contributor to Encourage. Please welcome to the show, Mary Carver. Before we go into the conversation with Mary, which I know you're going to love, I want to tell you about something super fun that we are doing this summer. We are doing a summer book club, and we're reading A Habit Called Faith by Jen Pollock Michelle together. I've teamed up with my friend Charlene Vanderbrink. You might remember her from the podcast a long time ago talking about missional motherhood, and we're bringing you a really beautiful, fun, and interactive book club experience from July 12th to September 3rd, and we have a live call with Jen Pollock Michelle where you can ask her questions and dig into the book with her. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, This book is for all levels of faith, so from the spiritual curious to the more mature, more spiritually mature, this is a chance for you to invite your friends to pursue Jesus through the scriptures of Deuteronomy and John and to develop habits of faith this summer. If you don't remember the conversation with Jen, we talked about how habits of faith can actually build our faith. They can fuel our faith. And so what a better way to do this than by starting with this book, going through the scriptures together, praying together, checking in, doing it in community uh, with someone that you know, someone who is spiritually curious, or just joining our Facebook group and being in community there. It's going to be a blast. I know that you're going to love it. So join our Facebook group through the link in our show notes to get in on our book club. All right, buckle up for a really fun conversation with my guest, Mary Carver. Okay, Mary, welcome to Faith School. I am really excited about this conversation because I just mentioned that I love pop culture, 
but I don't have anyone to talk about it with. So I'm very excited that you are on the show, <laughs> even if it's just for me, although it won't be. Um, if you could just give us a little intro to yourself, like what are some of your roles right now and where are you recording from? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Leah. I've been excited to have this conversation too. Uh, I am recording in a small town outside of Kansas City, Missouri, specifically in my dining room, if you are wondering about that. (laughs) Uh, And what are my roles? Well, I am, I'm a wife and a mom. I am a freelance slash contract employee doing um, various writing and editing projects Hmm. as they come my way. Uh, I'm a contributor to the website Encourage, and I have done a lot of writing projects for them. So I've written a few books for them. I'm working on some things right now. Wow. I mean, I think that's, I mean, I'm a podcaster. I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I'm a volunteer at my church. Oh, awesome. All good things. All good things. Yes. Lots of hats. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think very relatable. We can definitely relate to that. Okay. So I'm interested in, we always like to kind of get the origin story. So Mm-hmm. When did your interest in pop culture really begin and kind of what drew you to it? What made you interested in it? Okay. Okay. So you, you prepared me. You told me that you would ask me this question. And so I've been thinking about <laughs> it. Like, how did I get here? And I'll try to make this concise, but I want to give you the full picture. So when I was a kid, I loved reading. And I don't know where that came from other than just, you know, God gave me that, mm-hmm. that interest and that, that enjoyment in books and stories. Um, but I also remember, and I've been thinking about this recently because of course it's summertime and my kids are home and they're telling me they're bored and I'm telling them they can't just <laughs> be on the screen all day. But then I think about some of the summers I remember as a kid, my parents worked full time. And mm-hmm. so I did watch a lot of TV. I can remember one summer in particular, every single day I would watch. <laughs> uh, I was very cool. I was a very cool child. You're going you're gonna to realize that. I would watch an hour of Matlock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and an hour of, I think like Remington Steel. I mean, total like grown up mystery crime solving shows. <laughs> I think even at the time, whatever this was like late eighties, early nineties, Matlock was for old people, but man, I was watching it. I love that show. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think I just, um, you know, I had time and opportunity to read a lot and watch a lot in certain seasons when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes uh, just wanting to escape into other people's stories, whether they were um, more exciting or just more better than what I thought I had in my own life. And Mm -hmm. so I always loved those things growing up. And then when I was a senior in high school, I took a college English class at my high school and our, the lens we used, the textbook we used um, had the lens of teaching us cultural literacy. Hmm. And I never before heard that term, but as we went along throughout that year, I realized I really appreciated it because the book's kind of thesis was that in order to be a, I don't know, like a successful contributing citizen of society, you need to have a good understanding of what makes up that society's culture. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to read all the classic novels or watch all the you know movies that win Oscars, but just mm-hmm. to have a basic understanding of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, so if someone makes a reference to you know Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. 
maybe you haven't read any Jane Austen, but you kind of know what they're getting at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that's always kind of stuck with me. And then over the years, I've just continued to really like reading and um, watching movies and TV. And I noticed that as I started writing more that I was really finding inspiration uh, about messages of faith and hope and who God is and who God made us to be Mm -hmm. through those things. Like I'd be watching a movie and all of a sudden I'd be, you know, trying to find something to write on, you know, because I I had a thought like, Oh, this is like this thing. Yeah. You know, this thing that I read in the Bible or this story that I was just talking about in small group. And for some reason, that's how my brain works, that I can make those connections. So I love finding truth in unexpected places, but also sharing that with others and helping them see the same thing when they're watching or reading or just observing life in general. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. So let's let's kind of make sure that everyone has a clear understanding of what pop culture is and what is involved in pop culture, because I think it, I'd love for us to be able to make those connections as well in, in whatever we're consuming. But what are the sorts of things that would be considered pop culture? Sure. Well, I did, just so you know, I did do my homework and I actually looked up official definitions of oh, pop culture. Yeah, let's hear it. And so I'm just reading straight off the old internet for you. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia you know, that ultimate source says <laughs> pop culture is generally recognized by members of a society as a set of the practices, beliefs, and objects that are dominant or prevalent in a society at a given point in time. Popular culture also encompasses the activities and feelings produced as a result of interaction with these dominant objects, mm. which is a lot of words. <laughs> so I would describe it as pop culture or is made up of the things that most of us share in common during a period of time, Mm. the things that we consume and respond to. So we're talking about TV, movies, music, podcasts, of course, Mm -hmm. um, and books, magazines, but we're even talking about food or Mm. advertising. I'm actually in the middle of listening to a podcast episode about uh, the, the host are ranking their favorite commercial jingles. Mm. And it's so funny because I wouldn't have thought of that, but probably most of us can all sing the Chili's baby back song, right? Like I want <laughs> my baby back, baby back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've never eaten ribs at Chili's, but I can sing that song. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a fun, it's just, it, it's something that we all share in common, whether or not we actively engage in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's kind of a shared language. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's so funny. I'm even thinking of like, for me, specific Canadian jingles that I know oh. or, or local ones that are often referenced uh, as a joke or, or trying to make a point or whatever in my own mm-hmm. circle. So that's so funny. Yeah. No, it's so true. Yes. Huh. Oh, and fashion. I'm so oh, yeah. not a fashion person that I totally forgot that part, but it is a big part of pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we think of certain eras of time or certain, certain parts of the world, we think of their fashion when we're thinking about what, what illustrates or defines people then. So yeah, that's part For, of it too. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of that is like the meat dress. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <Lady Gaga. laughs> that's like a lot of we're levels of pop culture right there. Defining fashion. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I would love to kind of, as we get into like the real meat of this, what do you, 
Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. But very- <laughs> what do you think is really the line between pop culture and faith? Like, how do you think that they're connected and why should it matter to believers? Why should it matter to Christians to even consider pop culture? Well, I think a couple of reasons why, why Christians should care about pop culture. Um, one being like, that's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're wanting to influence and reach and connect with the people around you, perhaps the people who don't know God yet, mm-hmm. um, you need to be able to speak their language. Yeah. You know, like Paul talks about, you know, becoming all things to all people. I mean, that doesn't mean you have to watch every episode of Game of Thrones, but being comfortable enough with the things that other people are passionate about or interested in, mm-hmm. I think goes a long way toward helping you form connections. Yeah. And you're not totally. going to be an influence in anyone's life unless you have a, a true connection. Yeah. And so I think, you know, one reason why Christians should care about pop culture is that that is the world we live in. Mm-hmm. I think another reason is that I believe God speaks to us in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that he can speak to us. He can meet us in pop culture. Yeah. So I think that I can go to the movie theater and watch a movie that might be about superheroes or car chases or someone falling in love, but it could also be about some truth that I might've previously only heard about in the Bible, or maybe it's something completely revealing that I hadn't heard before, you know, seen the truth about God or about who God made me to be in a new way. And of course I don't just take it, you know, without any thought, I, I hold that up against scripture. Mm-hmm. But for me, it happens pretty often that I can see God and I can learn about God and connect with God um, through the stories. Mm-hmm. And after all, I mean, that's how Jesus connected with people when he was on earth is by telling stories, yeah. using illustrations and metaphors with parables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we think that God's still doing that today? I love that. Also, third reason, uh, it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> like it's books true. are fun. TV's fun. Movies are fun. Music is fun. Uh, yeah. And I think it's okay too. Like I, I think it, I think, I don't know. I mean, I can't quote you chapter and verse of where the Bible says this, but I believe God is happy when we enjoy the art that his creative humans have made. Totally. No, I love that. I love that. I, I I would agree with with like everything that you said. And I was thinking even um, what like for yourself, what would be like a recent example of maybe where pop culture, you felt like God speaking through something that you were consuming? Well, a few weeks ago, my husband and I went on our first movie date in over a year. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. We had not been to the theater since, well, since early March of last year, for sure, if not before that. Uh, but we love going to the movies and it was our anniversary and where we live, things are beginning to open up and um, yeah. we felt safe going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. However, there's not a lot out in the movie theater yet. There aren't a lot of movies out there yet, uh, which is understandable. So we picked a movie that I had seen a trailer for, not my typical movie theater pick. It's a small indie film quiet story, no explosions, no car chases. It was called Dream Horse. And it's about a small, uh, a group of people who live in a small Welsh town. 
and they go together to um, buy a racehorse mm-hmm. that competes in races. It's a racehorse movie. It's a small movie. It's a small British movie. None of these things <laughs> would I normally choose for myself, at least in the theater. But I loved this movie so much. Mm. And as I was watching this group of people, and actually it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. I was watching these characters um, place all of their hopes and dreams and faith in a horse mm. and the process of breeding and racing a horse. I was just reminded of how thankful I am that my hope is in the Lord. Yeah. Because God is never going to break a leg mm. jumping over a hurdle. Mm-hmm. You know, God is never going to age out of the race. And I was just so thankful for that. Of course, then I'm also wishing it for these people that they had something more than a horse to put their hope in, mm-hmm. even as, you know, sweet and moving as, as the story was. Yeah. But it just reminded me of that. And I was really grateful because a little short backstory, I actually wrote a Bible study for Encourage about hope this mm. past year. It hasn't come out yet. It'll come out, um, I think, January 2022. So it's still a ways off. Mm-hmm. But I wrote this Bible study about hope, and it was really, really hard for me. Mm. Because after the past year, I had never struggled with, with finding hope in the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I found myself in that place last year for various reasons, um, some that we all share, of course. And so it was hard for me to to feel that in myself, much less write about it to share with others. But because I was forced to, because it was my job, uh, you know, God just kept, you know, taking me back to scripture, back to scripture, back to truth. And then as kind of a bonus, he showed up with another reminder in this movie. Hmm. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, that's so, so great. I think that probably a lot of us can relate in one way or another, with a story that really touched us or even a song or, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So, yeah. And I, I think uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more as we go on, but just how beautiful it is. I think that one thing that we kind of sometimes don't could do better, something we could do better is just really pay attention and to where God is hiding in the kind of the smaller details. And I feel like, I mean, it's not really a small thing to see, to see him in these, these stories, but sometimes we can just watch without even really thinking about it. Oh, sure. And so maybe this is a call to my, my sweet listeners, you know, to start paying attention to some of those stories and to see where God is moving and how he might be speaking to us. The next question I had was just, I feel like there's a lot of people that are afraid to engage in pop culture because maybe sometimes it can feel really secular or we're like, well, if it's not coming from like a a, a only Christian source, then I might, you know, I don't know what's going to, whatever. Anyway, I'm wondering then how can we best reflect Christ as we consume pop culture? So we don't have to be afraid of engaging with it. How can we best reflect him as we consume? I think that's a great question. I mean, I think if someone felt like they should only consume things that are created by Christians. I would just, I would maybe push back a little and and say, but aren't we all created by God? Mm -hmm. And, and sure, someone who doesn't, you know, follow Christ, isn't going to have the the spiritual gifts. They're not gonna have the gifts of the spirit, the Holy spirit in them, but you can't tell me that God didn't give them talents. Yes. 
And you can't tell me that God can't speak through them. If he can speak through a bush, (laughs) I mean, he could speak through a person who doesn't know him yet, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think that it's just wise to know your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't watch, uh, I rarely watch anything rated R. Yeah. If I'm watching something rated R or if it's on TV, MA, I've always gone to commonsensemedia.com to find out why it's rated that way. Mm. Or sometimes you can also go to IMDb and it'll have like the parental review that will say, you know, if there's graphic sex, graphic violence. And I know for me what my personal boundaries are. So for me personally, bad language doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. I know it really bothers other people and that's okay. That's their boundary. For me, I'm not going to watch something that has nudity. I know other people who are absolutely believers and followers of Jesus, and that doesn't bother them. Mm -hmm. So I think just knowing your own boundaries and then being a wise consumer, like reading reviews before you go watch something, or you can go if you're talking about a book. So I like romance novels Mm -hmm. and romance novels are written all along the spectrum of spiciness. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know what my, my limits are. What is healthy for me and what's not healthy for me. And so I know to look up reviews to find out, okay, is this something that's going to take me down a bad path mentally or spiritually, or is this something that I can just enjoy or maybe even hear from God in? Yeah. Yeah. So I think just being aware of what is healthy and helpful for you and what's harmful Mm -hmm. and then knowing where to look to find out, okay, is this a good thing for me to consume? Mm-hmm. But also remembering that we all have different boundaries. Totally. So like some people can watch really scary movies and I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a spiritual issue. That is because I'm a big old baby, <laughs> but I don't go around judging people who like scary movies and hopefully yeah. they are not doing the same to me either. And the same goes for other lines that you might draw for yourself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How do you see Christians maybe, or, or just people using pop culture incorrectly, or maybe where do you see us falling short as we interact with it and consume it? I don't know that there's a wrong way to interact with pop culture, but I think that we definitely have um, wrong ways of interacting with each other. Mm. And so kind of going back to what I said, I feel like a lot of people, because we do get so excited and so invested in what we love and what we care about, and what matters to us that we just get real judgy. Yeah. And it kind of shows up in two different, like two sides of the coin where sometimes people can be so judgy. If you have not seen or watched or read the thing that they love. Right. Right. And they act like, (laughs) how are you even a human alive on this earth? (laughs) If you have not read you know, pride and prejudice or Harry Potter or whatever it is. Yeah. You're like, well, I don't know. Like it's not my thing or I'm not interested or I don't have time. Like Mm. whatever. Mm -hmm. You can still be a human. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I go. I mean, that goes for the more um, scholarly side of pop culture where sometimes I feel um, less than when people talk about nonfiction books they have read that have changed their lives, that have changed the way they see God, changed the way they see the world. I'm like, oh yeah, 
that's on my list. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really like reading nonfiction. I don't like watching documentaries, but they're important. And mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm not good enough mm. because I haven't watched or read or consumed the thing that everyone says is so important. And that is dumb. Mm-hmm. Let's not do that to each other or to ourselves. I've never watched The Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. Because when that movie came out, it was such a big deal. My church at the time made an enormous deal about it. Like it was a thing that was going to save all the people. <laughs> I, <laughs> this movie will save the lost. I mean, yeah. I think that's Jesus's job, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know how sensitive I am to graphic depictions of violence. And also just, I know how emotional I get uh, just reading the actual Bible verses about the crucifixion. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't see it and I still haven't. It probably won't. But for a long time, I felt like I wasn't a good enough Christian because I hadn't seen that movie. Mm. And that's dumb. Yeah. But we shouldn't do that. Yeah, for sure. We shouldn't do that. And then, of course, the flip side of that coin is when we um, we form opinions about people based on what they have watched or read or consumed. Like, yeah. oh, you watched that show? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard about that show. Like, oh, you watch Outlander? <laughs> yeah, it's about time travel and romance <laughs> and history. Yeah. We're learning things. Uh, I mean, to be clear, I actually have not watched Outlander, but it's okay if you do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think just, you know, however you decide to interact with pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. Yeah. But don't use that to hurt other people. I love that. I think, and I think that's very true. I can even hear it in my own voice. Um, like, oh, you've watched that. Oh girl, come on. It's so good. <laughs> yes. yes. Which is fine. It's totally fine to like, just share our love of something, yeah. you know, like I think you're going to ask me later what I would recommend. Well, I'm going to tell you, cause I want you to watch something or read something, but if you don't, it's okay. Yeah. It's not a personal <laughs> attack against me yeah, that you don't love my favorite show. Right. Right. <laughs> Although. I will say just a couple of weeks ago, my best friend who I've known since kindergarten said to me, oh, hey, yeah, we watched that show that you keep going on and on about. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you love it? Did you love it? Did you love it? Yeah. And she said, and I quote, it was okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> but I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> A knife through the heart. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, watch it again. You were just oh, in a bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried so, so many times to convert people to watch musicals with me, but <laughs> oh, yes. this seems like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed every time that someone's like, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's okay. I'm like, no, musicals are amazing. <laughs> they are. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> so as we're interacting with pop culture, how can mm-hmm. we really use it to like as a tool to dig into faith or scriptural ideas or concepts? I think it's an important thing to do. And I think you've already kind of mentioned it. Like, what are some questions we would ask ourselves or like, how do we do this? How do we use it as a tool? Sure. Well, I think that the first thing is just, it's kind of like putting on a pair of, you know, you go into the movie theater, you put on the 3d glasses, mm-hmm. not me. That would make me totally motion sick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) But instead of putting on your 3D glasses or your reading glasses, putting on your 
biblical truth classes, mm-hmm. you know, and just trying to have an open mind. And, you know, maybe that's like the first step. You don't have to be looking for it, but be open to it. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to be more intentional about it, you could just ask yourself as you're watching or reading. And then afterward, you know, was God in this story? Mm-hmm. What role did God play in this story? I just led a small group this spring, and we had the same questions every week about the, the passage of scripture that we read. And we were supposed to ask ourselves, um, what did this teach me about God? What did this teach me about humanity? What did this teach me about myself? And I really think if I can just plagiarize my church that gave me those questions, we could use those questions when we're consuming pop culture as well. And sometimes the answer might be nothing. You know, what did this teach me about God? Well, nothing. I didn't learn anything about God. Doesn't mean he wasn't there, but maybe I didn't learn anything this time. And that's okay. But just being in the the regular practice of asking yourself that, maybe not every time you watch a TV show, but on occasion, I guess, might help you see him more. Yeah, definitely. No, I I think that, I like how you said it doesn't have to be all the time. I feel like sometimes I can kind of over-spiritualize like everything. (laughs) It is, it is helpful to know that like when we are consuming it though, that there can be, there can be something more to what we're watching, to what we're consuming where, I don't know, like, I just, I just love that we can dig deeper with God, that he, he can almost be like a companion Mm -hmm. with us. And when we put those, like those 3d glasses on, you know, like we can just see things in a really, like a really beautiful way and seeing the art of what what has been created or performed or or anything mm-hmm. like that, I don't know. I just, I just find it. I, I just think it's a kind of a a cool way for us to have God as our companion and be able to even just like asking questions about it. You know, as we're as we're watching or or whatever the case is. So one thing I love about about pop culture is the storytelling and the really like the human experience. I think we can really learn a lot about. You have to be careful not to learn about other cultures only through watching or only through consuming pop culture. But I think that's one of the cool things is that we can really get more of a, an, a, um, a view of people with different experiences than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so experiences, though, they don't tell the whole truth. Sometimes like we do have to dig in deeper. So mm-hmm. how do we approach pop culture with discernment and, and wisdom? Also learn with like love and empathy for people's experiences that are different than ours? Yeah, I think that's a really, really smart question. Well, I think that one way that we can maybe discern if the story we're seeing on screen or on the page is an accurate depiction of people who are different than we are is to find out what other people are saying in response to it. So Mm -hmm. if you're watching a show about, okay, if I'm watching a show about Canadians, yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, is that really what Canadians are like? Mm-hmm. You know, do they all live next door to a Tim Hortons? I had no idea. <laughs> so interesting. Fairly accurate. Well, I might... Fairly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing to their French fries? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, you know, I should pay attention to what Canadians are saying about that TV show. Yeah. And so if I see um, reviews or tweets or whatever from many, not just one, but many people from that group represented in the same demographic or background or experience, and they are upset or they are saying, they are saying, no, this is not true. This is not accurate. This is not what we are like. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I should probably pay attention. Yeah. I should probably pay attention to that. And then I think another thing that is helpful when we're watching or reading anything, any story is to remember that the whole story is not like, we're not getting the whole story. Yeah. Just like we don't get the whole story of any real person's life because we are not with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. We're not getting the whole story of any character either. Right. Like we don't watch them sleep. (laughs) We don't hopefully watch them in the bathroom. Right. (laughs) No. And we don't know what their mom said to them that day when they were nine years old. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think just keeping that in mind, like for real life, you know, with people we interact in the actual world, but also when you're taking in someone's story and you're like, okay, this is what that kind of person is like. Mm -hmm. Just remember, we're not getting the whole story. And then also checking that against what are other people who have things in com- who have more things in common with this character than I do? How are they reacting to this story? Hmm. Hmm. I think that's really, really smart. Even I, I actually, I just watched In the Heights last week. Yes, and it's just so good. Um, so good. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I mean, I love musicals, and secondly, when there's like just the dancing and then it was mm-hmm. so colorful. Anyway, I could go on, but I, I love that movie. And I felt like I did get a bit of a window into what the uh, Latin American experience might've been mm-hmm. in New York at that time. But then I was looking at um, one of the articles that popped up on like my, you know, on Google, when, when it gives you a bunch yeah. of suggestions for articles. Yes. yes. So then I, you know, saw one that said that the uh, let. Okay, I'm gonna mess up the wording. Or Afro Latin mm-hmm. uh, community felt like they were underrepresented in in that community. I think and I saw I was, the same article. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. So again, not getting the whole picture, and you're seeing you're seeing how this particular group of people didn't necessarily. I don't know if agree is the right word, but they felt like actually there's like a lot more of us than what you're making it seem like, you know. So. I think yes. that's really smart to be able to look and see how those particular communities are feeling about a story before we make a bunch of assumptions or before we kind of have this kind of run off in our own head of what, anyway, I just think that's really, really smart. So I love that. Yes. And your example makes me think of a time, a conversation I've never forgotten. Um, I was in my small group and talking to a friend, uh, she's African-American and she said, there, were, there was a brown person on stage this morning at church. And I was like, yeah, the drummer. Okay. Yeah. She's like, well, there just aren't any brown people at our, at our church. And I was like, what? Um, our church is the most diverse church I've ever attended. Oh, wow. And so I was so shocked to hear her say this. I'm like, Monique, what are you talking about? Right. There are so many people of color at our church. <laughs> She's like, no, there are not. <laughs> And that was so eye-opening to me to realize how skewed my perspective was, but also just how different our perspectives were, even though we were at the same church on the same morning at the same time, right? coming to the same small group that afternoon. Yeah. And so I think about when I watched In the Heights, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So Mm -hmm. much diversity. It's beautiful. I love seeing the different um, nationalities, the different backgrounds. Yeah. And then when I saw that article... I'm pretty sure Google gave me the same one. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And honestly, my first thought was no. Yeah. As if I know better. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I just saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I don't know better <laughs> what what Afro-Latino people should be thinking or feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Still, it is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Oh, but yeah. it's good to know how other people perceive it as well. Absolutely. This actually reminds me of something else. Hopefully that can be helpful. I have found over this last year, we've just done kind of, and I'm, I'm learning my eyes are being opened of just how, when we're telling the stories of, of, of history, or we're telling other people's stories of even in our, in our you know present day, it's just so important to be able to tell, tell the truth mm-hmm. of the both. And I have, when we read the scripture, we see like, say David and he did some amazing things and he had these amazing adventures with God and God really blessed him. Mm -hmm. He also did some really bad things. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I did. It's not to ignore the good that happened, you know, or just say he was, you know, he was all good or he was all bad. No, like we're people, we're broken. And there are, it's a both and scenario. And then whenever we're looking at other people's stories on, on screen, and I think that's really awesome when I think that makes a great character when you see a broken, flawed person. Um, But you can also, you can't be like, well, he's only broken and flawed. No, no, it it doesn't really work like that. Right. Like history doesn't look like that. It's a both and. And so you have to be able to hold both of those, I think, really well. And that's something that I'm learning how to do right now. And I think a lot of people are, are wrestling with right now in terms yeah. of um, even in Canada right now, it's a really big thing. Um, just acknowledging this country isn't, it's a great country, but there's been some really bad things <laughs> that have made up the, the foundation of this country too. And yeah. so it's a both and, and I, I just think when we're when just, just tagging along with what you were saying. I think it's really important, even as we're consuming this sort of thing, be able to tell the truth, the good and the ugly, you know, the right, the good, you know, whatever, good, bad, and the ugly about what we're, what we're seeing, what we're, and, and the kind of the, whatever stories that we're being introduced to, whether they be true or not. So anyway, or like fiction or nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really smart. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So I am wondering then what, if you're, you you seem much more well-versed in pop culture than that. Uh, so I would love if you could tell us what are some things you think in pop culture that Christians are really missing out on right now? What are we kind of like the places that we're just not going that would be awesome for us? Like what kind of stories do you think we need to look at to broaden our understanding and just to go deeper? Well, okay. So this is a tricky question because I, I said like, 15 minutes ago that we should all know and respect our own personal boundaries. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I still believe that 15 minutes later, (laughs) (laughs) that was a good thing. It's still, it's still true, (laughs) but I think sometimes it's good to be stretched, Mm -hmm. not distorted, but Mm -hmm. stretched. So for example, a TV show that I have loved with all of my heart, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is Ted Lasso, mm. which is on Apple T- Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Anyway, you know, the Apple mm. streaming service. Yeah. It is rated TVMA mm. because of language and also because of some uh, like adult 
situations and references, nothing graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the rating and it's earned. But it is also, well, first of all, it's super, super funny. <laughs> it's about an American football coach who's hired to coach a um, British soccer team. And, you know, like their football and our football are very different. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, just the culture around him is very different. The, the But he comes in, this character who's played by Jason Sudeikis, and he is the most positive, optimistic, hopeful, looks for the good and finds the good in everyone character I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, he is like a really funny Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so just that fact, just the fact that he is radiating warmth and kindness is worth watching for me. Mm-hmm. But in particular, toward the end of the season, I can't remember if it's the last episode or maybe the one before that. There's a scene where he talks about, so he's talking to someone who is a bully, mm-hmm. a grown up who is a bully. And he talks about, he tells a story about bullying in his own life and how instead of behaving like that, we should be here instead of judging other people and being critical of other people or mocking them, we should be curious Mm. and want to learn more and want to ask, why is that happening? Why are you like that? Why did you say that thing to me? To me, that is just like popping off the screen with like life lesson, life lesson, pay attention. But if I had had like been like, well, I don't watch TVMA, mm-hmm. you know, I, then I would have missed it. Or if I'd been like, what? This guy from Saturday Night Live is going to somehow have something to tell me about God's plan for my life. No, thank you. Right. I would have missed all that. And then what would I have to talk about? Nothing. Because that's all I talk about. Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Just allowing yourself to be stretched when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, look outside your box. I read a lot of TV and movie reviews, but I also like I subscribe to some book newsletters and follow mm-hmm. some bookstagrammers, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> book people on Instagram so that I can learn about new books. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I read through the list, I go look and I read the description and I'm like, nope, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. But other times I'm like, okay, well, this is about something that I haven't read about before or I haven't watched before. I'm going to give it a try. And sometimes I give it a try and it's still not for me, but right. at least I tried. Right. And other times I'm like, this is beautiful. I had yeah. no idea that this was the experience of some people who make these choices or who live in this place or have this perspective. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. So another example would be, I just recently watched a TV show called We Are Lady Parts. I've seen the ad for that, but I haven't. Uh, so yeah. it is a, it's a, it's a sitcom. It's on the Peacock streaming service. You can totally watch it during a free trial. <laughs> um, it's just six episodes. So this, but listen to this description. It is about a all girl, all Muslim punk rock band. I love that. Like that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of different demographics that maybe aren't always represented right? in pop culture or to me personally, when I live in a tiny town in the middle of America. Right. And it actually is, was incredibly illuminating to me that Muslim women can have personalities and they can all be different. So each one of the band members is Muslim, but they are Muslim in different ways. Right, right. So both in what they believe and how they live it out. Right. So you, like, you see them all praying together. 
on their rugs, but you also see like one of them wears um, a headscarf. Mm-hmm. One of them wears a full, like everything is covered, but her eyes. Yeah. Um, but she also works at a lingerie store and smokes weed. Yeah. You know, like it's complicated because people are complicated. Yeah. Now yeah. again, if your particular boundary is that you can't, you can't handle anything about drugs or lingerie. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But I never would have searched out a TV show about Muslim women, but I'm so grateful that I stumbled onto this little TV show that just, if nothing else, showed me how many stereotypes I was holding on to mm-hmm. and how narrow my view of a large population of this world right. has been. Right. It's also very sweet, very funny, mm-hmm. full of a lot of language, but also very creative again, like layers, you know, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thankful that I, I read a review that said it was really good and like both fun and illuminating. And so I, you know, for me, I took a chance and watched it and I loved it. I love that. I think it's really important to dig into those stories for a number of reasons. One, just like you said, that remembering that they're individuals, (laughs) that's you know, we can't stereotype. But I also love that sometimes it gives us some material to be like, to approach someone who is different than us and be like, hey, is this, you know, is this something that you think or that you Mm -hmm. are like, what is your experience with this? Um, and, And just asking, not in a evangelistic way or anything, but just like a really curious I want to know you and I want to love you better kind of way Mm -hmm. are afraid to dip into a fictional story. Then we might be a little afraid to dig into someone's actual story. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we want to know people's actual stories and experiences. Yes. So even if it's a gateway for a conversation or a gateway for trying to understand, I think that's really, really, really important that we diversify the stories that we're consuming. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes when we read something or watch something fictional, it helps us become a little more comfortable with something or someone who is different than we are. Totally. And so then we're, we're more likely to be able to make that connection in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Be open to it. Yeah, absolutely. I want to probably add like not to take the one part of pop culture and assume that it's the true for everybody that is a part of that, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but just, but it use it as a way to, to continue to be curious. Yeah, Um, absolutely. All right. So I of course want to know what your top recommendations are right now, because now that we've had this conversation, I'm hoping that people are wanting to dig in a little bit more to different types of pop culture. And so what are some of your absolute top recommendations right now first off with books. Okay. And again, you warned me that you would ask me this, but anyone, like if any of your (laughs) listeners have happened to ever uh, listen to my podcast, they they know that I'm uh, narrowing things down is not my, uh, it's not my (laughs) spiritual gift. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to give you a genre for books. And I would say, especially based on the conversation we've just had about, you know, getting a better more clearer, broader perspective of God's world, this mm-hmm. world that he's created, all the people in it. Um, I would encourage you, if you don't already, to read uh, young adult fiction written by and about people of color. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't like reading nonfiction. I have been trying, uh, especially this past year, to read some nonfiction uh, about racism and the experience of people of color, 
because I have, you know, I understand better today than I did this time last year that there's a lot I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot that I have not understood and there's a lot that I have misunderstood. Yeah. And so I have been reading some some nonfiction books on that topic that are very educational and helpful. But what has has really opened my eyes more, I think, is reading stories mm. about about teenagers who are different than the teenager I was or the teenager I'm raising. Uh, and I say young adult fiction because it's typically um, a little lighter, mm-hmm. a little. Um, there are a lot of books these days that are very realistic, but not quite as gritty or graphic as maybe adult fiction would be. Sure. Yeah. And also, it's just fun. Yeah, (laughs) it is for me. I like the YA, but, um, you know, some authors that I have really appreciated, uh, Angie Thomas, Nicola Yoon, Sandia Menon, and I've read stories about, um, black teens, Asian American teens, um, and families, because it's not just about the kids. It's about how they interact with each other, but then also within their families. And especially when it's like a, uh, first generation American or second generation, it's mm-hmm. so interesting to see how their lives and perspectives are different than their parents or their grandparents who came yeah. from another country and another culture. Mm-hmm. And again, these are fictional stories and they are about individuals. So they don't paint the full picture of an entire race or nationality or yes. faith. Yeah. But they broaden, you know, my my lens, my my perspective on what I knew about people who are not like me. Mm -hmm. So that is what I would recommend for books right now is just reading more books by and about people of color. And in particular, I like YA young adult fiction. Awesome. I love that. Next is movies. Okay. Well, like you, I saw in the Heights last week and it was fantastic. Yes. It was so, so good. I really did love it. Me too. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if I've seen another really great movie I mean, I did like that Dream Horse movie, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I know you're going to ask me about TV next. So I'm going to do a combo answer. Okay, perfect. Because I was thinking about where I have really taken something away from a movie. And I know it's not everyone's taste, but I love superhero movies. Mm -hmm. Partly because they're fun, but also because I feel like the story of a hero especially a superhero, it reflects so much of the true story of God's love and rescue of his people. And so I don't know if I've ever watched a superhero movie and not had a single spark of connection between what I'm seeing on screen and what I know to be true of God or what he might be reminding me of or revealing to me in that moment. And I mean, superhero movies tend to be real long, so it's not the whole movie moving me to you know, praise God, but, but there's always something. Yeah. And then I'm sure most of you have heard, if you haven't even watched uh, Disney plus has come out with these TV series based on some side or minor characters from the Marvel universe. Right. So not the main, the big main superheroes, but um, first there was WandaVision, Mm-hmm. which was about two characters and then uh, the Falcon and the winter soldier. And now they've just started when we're recording, they've just started Loki right. and every single one of these shows. Of course, I've only watched the one episode of Loki so far, but um, not only illustrates the value of looking beneath the surface and paying attention to all the details for the full story, yeah. but it points us to God. 
It really does. Yeah. Their stories do. They bring up questions or they remind me of truth Mm -hmm. in a way that is fun because like I said, I really enjoy these shows and these movies, but also is meaningful. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't watched a superhero movie with that lens, with that thought in mind, I would say, give it a try. And if you haven't watched them at all, maybe give that a try too. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. I'm going to have to keep that in mind next time. We just finished watching. Well, I shouldn't say just finished. We actually just finished like a 40 day entertainment fast. So I'm really excited to get back into movies. Um, But before that, we were watched all the way through the Avengers movies, not mm-hmm. like just the four okay. actual Avenger ones. I re- I'd never seen them before. I really, really enjoyed them. I've kind of seen like one Marvel like here or there, but I've never watched anything mm-hmm. consistently. I think we're probably going to try to do that now, but I'm going to have to keep that in mind next time that we are digging back into that, uh, into the Marvel universe, because I think that's very, very true. All right. What about music? Are you a music person? Well, I am a music person. But not, I am not a curator of, of good music. I <laughs> no, am a consumer. <laughs> okay, yeah. And so I, I listen to, I follow a few people whose taste I, I appreciate on Spotify, mm. like a few bloggers and podcasters and a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just, I just listen to what they listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I let Spotify tell me, you know, like the, the, the Discover Weekly playlist. Yeah. Um, so I love music a lot mm-hmm. and I am moved by music and God speaks to me through music, but I do not have the skill set of finding it on my own. <laughs> mm. I think that's a really good tip because I am not like that either. I remember people making fun of my music taste actually. So <laughs> rude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so that's really smart to actually kind of have certain people that you can follow who are really good at that and just kind of see if you can identify with their taste. I really like that. Hot tip. Okay. Lastly is podcasts because we're both podcasters. So yes, I feel like there's got to be some that you are really enjoying right now too. Well, yes, there definitely are. I just, I'm not sure that I have, I have any suggestions that people won't have already heard of. Um, it's okay. You won't be surprised to know because I love pop culture that I listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of the big one. If you are interested in, po- in pop culture, if maybe you're like Leah and you're like, oh, I love these things, but I never have anyone to talk to about them. Mm-hmm. Well, I have some suggestions. So one of my favorites is a podcast called Deck the Hallmark. And Ooh. it's three guys, three grown men who watch Hallmark movies and then review them. I love that. It is hilarious. And they are all three Christians. They are all three um, husbands and fathers. They are all three uh, teachers. Yeah. And so if any of that kind of uh, overlaps with your experience (laughs) or your personality, you'll probably enjoy it. I also have really enjoyed listening to The Office Ladies. Me too. Which is two of the actors from The Office going through episode by episode, what giving the behind the scenes and it's just super fun. I love that one. I love that. Um, If you, so this is an older podcast. I mean, it's still going, but the episodes I'm talking about are older. So there, if you liked reading the babysitters club books. Okay. Yeah. When you were younger Mm -hmm. or recently, I don't know your life. um, (laughs) There is a podcast called the babysitters club club. And again, it is two grown men. Yeah. Reading the babysitters club books and discussing them. And it is goofy. Like they are they are very, very silly. 
And it is probably, I would say rated PG 13 for language sometimes, <laughs> but, and you have to go way back cause it's been on for a while, but if you, I don't know, I just really enjoy it. It's so silly and so funny. And I did love those books when I was a kid. I love the new show on Netflix. Um, it's fun to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. There are lots of really great deep dive podcasts that are about other types of pop culture, which is really, really fun. I also love office ladies. I love the office. If you go to my yeah. Instagram, that's pretty obvious, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I love that show too. And I, okay, Mary, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I feel like this is a conversation that all of us enjoy some part of what pop culture can, can offer us. I think most people, um, so I hope that it kind of gives them some tools to interact with it in a, in a way where we can really see our faith just woven throughout the yeah. throughout our experience with it. So thank you. As we wrap up, there's always a few questions that we like to ask. And one of them is, what are some resources that you would recommend to us about this topic, about pop culture? Well, am I allowed to offer myself as a resource? Absolutely. Yes, please. <laughs> I do have a podcast. It's called The Couch with Mary Carver. And every week I talk with a friend about some part of pop culture that we love. And uh, we talk about why it matters. Mm -hmm. And then we also usually take turns building a list of recommendations for you. Love it. Uh, it's not always the best of a category, but our favorite of a yeah. category. Yeah. So you know, take that with a grain of salt, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that. I would recommend uh, getting familiar with and using the site Common Sense Media. I mentioned it earlier, and it's really great for figuring out, okay, what rating does this show or movie have and why? And it yeah. gives a little more details than you might find anywhere else about like, okay, when, you know, if it says adult situations, what does that even mean? If it says nudity, what does that mean? Because that can mean right. lots of different things. Right. Violence can mean lots of different things. What kind of language can I expect? Um, and then what are the, the good takeaways? Are there good role models? You know, if I'm thinking, would this be something mm -hmm. for my kids to watch? Mm -hmm. And so I find that really helpful when I am, um, looking for movies or TV shows and sometimes books for my kids, but also just for myself and my husband. Yeah. It gives me some more in-depth information about what I might consume. Making a more informed choice, maybe. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So again, know your boundaries and then know how to check, you know, against that. I think that, no, I think that's great to mention that again. I was actually thinking there's just so many more streaming platforms than there ever has been before. And when streaming stuff came in, especially, I mean, a lot of it wasn't, a lot of it's not really appropriate for TV. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up with what we call farmer vision which is two channels. Both of them were Canadians. We had CTV and CBC, okay. and uh, which all the Canadians will know exactly what that is. <laughs> uh, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really have anything else. And, but now there's so many different platforms. There's so many different, you know, and all of them have a different idea of what is what's important to kind of uh, note at the beginning or, I mean, the, the ratings oh, sure. are generally the same, but like of what they're actually going to tell you about each one um, mm -hmm. or even, you know, if there's stereotypes or whatever. I mean, I, so I think anytime that we are going to be consuming something with family uh, and we're not quite sure, I think that's really smart to, and that's a great resource for us. So thank you. You're um, welcome. 
what is a spiritual practice or discipline that you are find really life-giving right now? Well, I, so I'm hesitating to answer this because I know that situations are different all around, you know, our country, your country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really thankful that I have been able to uh, return to in-person church. Mm-hmm. Uh, our church started meeting in person again a few months ago. I personally didn't go back until I was vaccinated, but mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate how our church has been very cautious and careful yeah. to make sure we're caring for everyone, you know, being safe. Mm-hmm. But it's just been so nice to be in person with people to see. Yeah. You know, even if it's just over a mask to see their eyes, but to see them in person, not over a screen. Yeah. And so that has been so life-giving. But I will say, I also felt similarly about my small group earlier in the spring that was over Zoom. And I'm just so thankful that we are going through the season we've been in, this this situation with, with COVID at a time where we have technology that can continue to connect us. Oh, amen. Mm-hmm. So... It's in-person church for me, but I will also say that my small group on Zoom was amazing as well. So life-giving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Totally. Any kind of gathering now, it just feels yes. unbelievable. If you could give one piece of homework to us at Faith School and to my listeners, what would it be? I would say, think about your very all-time favorite book, movie, or TV show. Mm-hmm. This is going to, you talk about over-spiritualizing things, but I would say, <laughs> here's your homework. Think about that favorite and then ask God, actually pray about it. Ask God mm-hmm. to show you where he is in that piece of art. Yeah. Ask him to show, to show you what he has to tell you or to reveal to you or to remind you in that thing that you have already loved. Because I think if you can do that with something you have loved already, then you'll be even more prepared when you go interact with something new. I love that. That's that's very wise. Very true. Okay. That's a great piece of homework. (laughs) Lastly, is there anything else that you would like to share with us before we close out? I think just, you know, I like to tell people and myself, love what you love. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to love what you love, but also look for where God, you know, look for God in those things as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Mary, so much. This has been so much fun. I really, really enjoyed this. So thank well, thank you. you so much for inviting me on your show. It's been a great time talking with you. I loved it. What an honor to talk to Mary and listen to her expertise in this area. Pop culture is a really powerful part of our culture, and it is important and it's fun to engage with and inviting God into the process that's pretty cool. If you love this conversation, join Mary for her new episodes for her podcast, The Couch, for all things pop culture and faith, and make sure that you say thank you to her on social media. And surprise, we have a bonus episode this week. It's coming out on Wednesday with TikTok uh, sensation, improv actress and comedian Karen Cassidy. Karen and I dig into the surprising connections between comedy and faith, and even some tools that we can borrow as we build God's kingdom. This was such a lovely, uplifting conversation. Karen is such a delight. So make sure that you follow us on your favorite podcast player to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Also, don't forget to grab a copy of the Integrated Faith Inventory. This is a free, quick inventory exercise that will get you thinking about what your next steps are going to be in your kingdom building journey. How can we look just 
around us to see how we can include God in our everyday lives. If you want to catch me on the socials, you can find me at leah.rempel or at faithschoolpod on Instagram or in our Facebook group, Intentional Women of Faith. I am happy to continue serving you on those platforms. Thank you for spending a little time with us today at Faith School and I-68 Ministries. We are praying that you feel fully surrendered today to the God who made you, who loves you, and wants to partner with you. Class is now dismissed. Go out there and build his kingdom. <laughs>